Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O Face Wrestling. Today I am joined by Siren, the voodoo doll from Wow Women Are Wrestling. So thank you for joining us today, Siren. No problem. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. So, uh, Siren, I got a few questions for you today. Um, I'm really interested in your character and all. You're one of my favorite characters from WoW. So I definitely want to learn a lot, you know, more about you. And I'm sure all our listeners want to learn more about you as well. So um, first question is, how did you get into wrestling in the first place? I got into wrestling probably in the most goofiest, like, phase, like, just short of backyard wrestling. Um I got into wrestling because Atlanta had this like very interesting style of wrestling that was this combination of improv acting because Atlanta is a big hubbub for acting. Um, and it, I mean, we even had a group that was, uh, they were named avant-garde. So I got into wrestling just watching a very interesting group and being like, hey, I think I could do this. And this is something that I grew up on. And I threw my body in a ring, came back after a double two flights. And so I'm still here today. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about the training and all. Like when you took that suplex and all, like was it, was all the bumps and all you took early and, you know, your career pretty rough on you? Um, no. The funny thing was it, it wasn't as rough as I thought it was going to be. It was basically, sorry, my he when he hears things my little familiar here he has to be a part of it um it it wasn't very hard um there was a soreness but at the same time it was just almost like as soon as I got into it my body knew what to do and my body knew how it was supposed to fall all I needed to know was you know um all I needed to learn was training how to take a bump, but I, I, my body pretty much did the rest and it healed in its own way. So it, it like I said, you, after you come back after that second day, you pretty much, you're pretty much uh, committed to this. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's definitely a different answer than I usually hear. Usually people say how it's extremely rough. They, you know, they've always thought about quitting and giving up. But I mean, yeah, it seems like you handled it very well. And, you know, like everyone's body is different. We all handle things, you know, you know, pain a little differently. But it seems like, you know, you were um, kind of. I have a high mental. threshold for pain. Yes. We'll leave it at that. I have a high threshold for pain. Yeah, it was so, meant to yeah. be. So, um, as far as the starting and wow, how did that come to be? Um, I actually, I was already developing a gimmick that, well, it wasn't even a gimmick to me. It was something that I was developing over time that felt natural to me um, because of some of the more, I turned who I was up to 11. You always hear that. And uh, it involved a lot of the spiritual practices that, I started incorporating in my life. Um, and because that gimmick came so naturally to me, a friend that I had for a long time, Nigel Sherrod, uh, he actually recommended me to Bambi. Um, and Bambi was the one who was uh, pretty much looking for the gimmicks. She came out to GCW. I didn't even know that she came out to GCW. I just went out and had a good match with Danny J just in full gimmick and this was something that I did and they were like no this fits this fits the character that we're trying to write into our program and um so that's how that kind of came about just 
knowing the right people at the right time and also working on my own craft. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely knowing the right people always helps. And also, um, basically, you're saying that, like, you're kind of into all that stuff in general. That's not just, like, a character that you just started portraying on TV. No, absolutely not. That was not, that was definitely, uh, I'm, I'm somebody who's from South Carolina. I am, uh, I am somebody who, um, I'm traditionally Christian, but I have a lot of spiritual beliefs. And um, just coming from South Carolina, I am of the geeky kind of culture um and that just lended itself to to voodoo it lended itself to the hoodoo cult the hoodoo cult. basically what hoodoo and voodoo culture is in new orleans is the geeky culture in south carolina and that's where my family is from that's where i was raised so okay so i do have to ask have you ever actually like messed around with the ouija board no, I do not touch it. Even oh god, I remember at two o'clock in the morning, they brought in they brought in the props and everything, and they had a Ouija board on the table. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna touch my tarot cards, and that's it. Uh, I'm not touching a Ouija board. <laughs> I I will not to this day." And then to be that person after watching Paranormal Activity. Like it's like a gift, it's a gimmick, but at the same time, I will never touch a Ouija board in my life. Yeah, it's just too, something I definitely had to ask. Because I, huh? I, I had to ask that question because I personally love all that kind of like paranormal like movies and stuff on YouTube and all that. And I've always wanted to get a Ouija board myself. My wife will not you, have one in the house. No, and you should talk to my um. So I have like a tag team partner on the Indies. Her name's Ravana Sin. Uh, with the X X I N, and she loves Ouija boards, and I'm just like, uh, it's you got it, girl. I love you, but you got it. I'm not gonna touch it. And she, yeah, that's her thing, though. So. Yeah, too many horror movies. You know, you kind of get the idea that that's uh, not a smart thing to do. At all. Yeah. Especially if you don't know what you're. Doing. I was about to say it's too much of an open gate unless you can control it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about your alliance with uh, Holiday. Is that something that you two decided to do yourselves or did they just pair you up together just because of the similar kind of characters and all? Uh, actually, Wow decided to put us together. I had no idea because, um, like, I pitched everything and they already had an idea. They already had a role that they wanted me to play. And um Wow basically wanted me to go ahead and team up with Holiday and it fit I, I I will admit it. And Holiday is she's somebody I'm not i I'm far from being green, but at the same time I'm a very nervous pe- uh, person, I'm an anxious person. And she had been there for a couple of years, but she knew what it was like to be there. She knew the politics. I didn't and she kept me calm in a lot of situations that, uh, that I probably would have freaked out a little bit more than I needed to, but she kept me calm. She was like, look, this is what you do on the indies. It's nothing different. It, it's a little bit edited, but it's nothing different from what you do. And I don't know how much I got on her nerves, but to this day, I appreciate it. I appreciate what she did for me. Like, I, I think I hit her up a couple of days ago. I was just like, no, seriously, 
thank you for keeping me calm when I was not. So, yeah. Yeah, so she's basically like a mentor for you, correct? Yeah, actually. It's, yeah. It seems like on WoW, you're more of like the leader of the tag team, but in real life, she's like the mentor and all. But honestly, like, I think you two fit together so well. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Like when um, the first ever episode of WoW that I watched a few months ago, you all were on the episode together. And I was like, wow, like these two are just so perfect together. I mean, you two immediately became my favorite tag team. And it's just like I said, you got the chemistry. You got, I, I love the gimmicks. I love the whole like face paint kind of like voodoo thing. I love it. Um, I, personally, like I'm a really big Holiday fan. I got her shirt right now. That's me. <laughs> yeah, you two are um, just perfect together. It was weird because one of the things that I always noticed about her, she always painted her own face. And the first season, I painted my own face. And when the follow-up season, when I had other people paint my face, I could tell the difference. Mm -hmm. Like, it was me, but it wasn't me. And, like, I understood that whole, that ritual of being your own person, of painting your own face. And I get that they had a look that they wanted me to have. But, like, that was one of those things where I was like, I see why she does it. I see why Holiday, you know, paints her own face and she kind of, has this persona that only she created, but it's a learning experience. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. It's a learning experience. Mm, but, definitely. Yeah, um, I love the whole painted face kind of thing, like, because I'm, you know, I'm old school when it comes to wrestling. I love, you know, like the mask and, the, you know, the face paint and all that. You don't really see that that much anymore. So that's one of the things that, like, attracted me to you two. Like, it gave me that, like, old school kind of vibe and it's like you both you know it just works so well with your characters and all that as well so um, how long does it usually take to get the face paint on the funny thing is when you have it for to be the whole gorgeous and made up everything yes it takes a good minute it takes a good 45 minutes or whatever wow. but when i did it myself it was just this thing of you get this picture in your head, you get this picture of what you want, you get this picture of what you want it to represent for this particular match. And it takes about the same amount of time, but it's the care in painting your own face that matters. Um, I wish I still did that. <laughs> I wish I still kind of had the idea of, okay, this means this, the dots mean this, this is where I got, you know, this is these are the influences that I pulled in for my character and there's something that happens when you have that ritual of painting every detail in your face but at the same time does it feel great to have somebody like like replicate something on your face and then look at it in the end and there's glitter and there's you know the paint it feels great but there's I can tell I can tell you that that's that's the difference that's the difference of being made up, but also making yourself up. So, yeah, I like that doing it yourself kind of thing, because, like you said, it's it represents you. It's like what you want versus what someone else is painting on you and their image and all that kind of stuff. So, I definitely like when I see wrestlers kind of like do their own thing, because it's it's them, it's them showing who they are and all that. Right. It comes from it comes from the carniest of times of having to sit there and put their 
wide on and having to, yeah, it's, there's something to that. There's something very basic and very from the roots kind of feeling to that. So, Are you going to have something pretty cool, you know, for uh, season three when it comes to like face paint wise? Yes. I, I will say that when they do have an idea, they have an idea and they, they go through with it because um, what ended up happening was the very first, the for season two, Cam that came out like Sugar Scully, and season three came out very Papa Legba, very, very New Orleans. Like it's just the tiniest of details, but like it came out very much more, they like yeah like voodoo instead of. There's a there's a difference. There's a difference. The voodoo instead of Day of the Dead and mm-hmm. they went in for it for this season. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So um are you and Holiday gonna be going after the wild tag team titles now? Always. <laughs> That's all we want. It's just titles around our uh our waist. I have that that has been a very interesting journey. So we're gonna see what happens with that. So I'm excited. I, I I would very much like a new day kind of situation where you're you know, you have three people to two tag belts. Mm-hmm. And you're able to like, you know, um kind of mess around with the rules a little bit. Yeah, I like I, the I Reber rule where like one match, two of the people are you know defended in the next match. The one person sits out, and the other person jumps, and it mixes things up. And it just and it's always cool having the third person like ringside to kind of helping you know their buddies out and all that kind of stuff, and you know being kind of the annoyance. Like I remember like the new day when most of the time Xavier Rhodes is running around with this trumpet and all, just like annoying the other team, just like kind of stuff like that. I think it's always fun. It opens up possibilities. Absolutely. It it gives the match a little bit more of a spice. Like, you never know what that third person's going to do. Exactly. Wild card! I was about to say bishes. We'll go with bishes. B-I-S-H-E-S. Wild card bishes. Bishes. I like that. So I got uh, one last question for you. So, um... What is your future goals in wrestling? Like, do you want to transition to like a backstage role, manager role, commentary? Like, what's your plan for the future in wrestling? Um, so for the future of wrestling, um, outside of the recordings that we did for a while, I've kind of had to take a backseat to things in order to uh, work with some kids at my school, you know, IEPs and everything. Oh, independent educational programs and fair and everything. Uh, my role currently is the weekend warrior, but what I want is just to kind of go back to that, uh, just to have the goal of going overseas again, going to Japan, opening myself up to a new experience, create a new kind of, not a new gimmick, but a new depth to who Nina Monet is. Um, and I think that comes with a new life experience. Um, hopefully in the summer so I don't lose my job as a teacher because I love kids. But um, I want to continue with WOW. I would like for WOW to fulfill its own goals of going around, making around, like seeing what it's really like 
to make territories. Um, and then when I have garnered maybe enough uh, experience, I would like to take a I would like to take a backseat. I would like to train other people. I would like to. I want to write. Um, I actually graduated with a bachelor in neuroscience, so like I like to read people. I like to kind of read the psychology of people, and I would like to write eventually, but. We will see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see what time, what time, you know, lets me have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. I like how you mentioned how you want to change and also like basically like evolving. Like that's you know the thing that you know a lot of wrestlers need to do in wrestling. They need to evolve in time. Like if you just keep doing the same character, the same gimmick over years, it gets stale. The fans get bored, and you even see the wrestlers. Like you can even tell they're getting bored doing the same thing. So it's that's definitely a good mindset to have and all and. Uh, Definitely, like, when you say writing, you're talking about, like, writing for wrestling, like, as for storylines and all? Yep. Yeah, I got <laughs> So, we, we don't have, uh, I think wrestling really right now, um, the writing needs inclusion so that you don't step on anybody's toes, so that you have full representation. Like, you, you hear people harp on representation, and it matters. Like, I literally have little girls coming up to me, you know, throwing up the little horns and saying how they want to be me and it's cool but i encourage them to be themselves but that representation matters and i think i think inclusion in the writing is going to help that a lot so yeah but yeah i really like that have you um ever like asked you know the backstage people at wow about maybe writing a storyline or two like do they know that you are interested in doing that um, I have introduced some things and they allow me to take some liberties with my particular character, but we will see. <laughs> we will see with that. Because, you know, they have they, they have what they want to do. And I respect that and understand that. So Yeah, that, that's, that's definitely something you got to respect. I mean, at, at the same time, like I said, it's, it's always good just to ask and just throw the, you know, the ideas out there because you never really know. They may say, hey, this is a good idea, and then it may give you some more opportunities in the future, especially like after your career. They may say, hey, she's you know, helped us out a little bit. You know, we'd like some of our ideas. Let's give her a chance kind of thing. But that's the best advice I always give people in general when they want to do something, just, you know, go for it, you know, ask what's the worst that can happen, you know? You're right. I, I keep hearing that lately. Like, what's, what's the worst that could happen? They say no. No. The worst that can happen is they say yes, and now you're responsible. And you, <laughs> you got to put forth the effort now. So. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, Siren, I think that uh, that wraps up our interview. Uh, I just want to, again, want to thank you for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. No problem. Um, do you have any uh, social media that you want to throw out for our viewers? Absolutely. Um, on, on Twitter, there is the uh, Monet underscore Nina, as well as the wow underscore voodoo. And you have Instagram at, don't laugh at me, Negro Domus 02, <laughs> which has been uh, that is the oldest Instagram that I've had. So, um, and then, of course, on Facebook, it's Nina Monet. But, yep. 
All right, guys, make sure you all follow her on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, also, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at O-Face Wrestling. Thank you all for tuning in. And once again, thank you again, Siren, for joining us today on O-Face. Thank you again for having me. No problem at all. And my little dog. <laughs> and thank your you. dog as well. Thank, yeah, thank him for uh, me as well. <laughs>